You're alive. Oh, what is this? Good morning, Georgie. What's going on on the morning brew? On the morning brew today, we're going to be talking about controversies, man. There's a couple of controversies out there. We're going to be talking a little bit about that. And we're going to be talking about imposter syndrome. And uh, do you suffer from imposter syndrome? We'll talk about it coming up. Let's do it. coffee drip that and damn coffee drip now i gotta go to the bathroom good know. morning everyone welcome. <laughs> good morning good morning welcome to the morning brew with the crazy crew we are chilling i'm on location today i'm on location as you can see i'm in my car um but now we're having a, we're gonna have a good time today we're gonna talk about a lot of fun stuff not well not, maybe not fun but interesting interesting conversations we're gonna be having today uh but if you haven't done so yet please subscribe to the channel yes. hit the like comment hit the bell so you know when we're going live we are live every thursday morning at 9 a.m um so here we are here we are live we and uh face to what, face a couple yeah. of silver spoons yes you know you know you you've been singing now uh, this one song the last couple of nights all the girls you've loved before what, what's, yeah. going, what's going on with this tune in your head why is this tune in your head what i'm drawing um i have my headsets on i listen to like the 70s 80s classics mm. and uh and that and that comes on once in a while and uh oh, once man. in a while yeah once in a while i've listened to a lot of uh 70s yeah the music back then the soundtracks to the movies uh, was just so powerful and so and they connected with you emotionally um you know I mean, when's the last time a song from a movie connected with you emotionally yeah you know yeah. what i'm saying it's like, it was just mm -hmm. crazy amazing stuff yeah movie soundtracks were, were, were a thing. <laughs> i don't I, I don't think movie soundtracks are Oh Julio, Willie Nelson. There you go. Julio Iglesias. Julio, damn, yo. Julio was 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 the man back in the days. Oh, um, he was the, he was the ultimate romantic. He was like the Latin lover. He was the suave. I mean, when I was, I was like, I want to be just as cool as Julio, bro. Even when Julio, you're so cool. Julio was the man, dude. His son. I mean, his son had some fame, but but his dad. Julio Iglesias, bro. Look him up. If you guys have never heard a Julio Iglesias song in Spanish or in English, the man, the man was 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 the real deal. Yes. The man was the real deal. But um, but yeah, bro. Um, I'm I'm on location today. I, you know, I'm not I'm not in my regular uh place of business. So yeah. uh Julio was dreamy. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, there you go. See, yes. hopefully you guys can hear me loud and clear out there in uh in uh youtube world but today sam we got some stuff that we're going to be talking about yeah. um you know it, it hits home the, the 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 topic that we have uh going on today it's and so there's a couple of things <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh Enrique this is can't sing he's just you know he just didn't reach the 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 the, the, the level of julio iglesias um i think today's generation the, the 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 most powerful voice in in the Latin culture is Mark Anthony. See, I, I think well, yeah, his voice is amazing. But also, I think that back then when Julio was making music, bro, there were songwriters. 
Like yeah. they were, they, they, people wrote songs. Like today, today's music, and I'm gonna, we sound like old men, but it's just not, the lyrics aren't there, bro. Yo, what's going yeah. on, Dan? Um, yeah, the, the lyrics just aren't there, bro. And I think that that, that hurts. It, it's all about the pop, you know what I mean? The, the, that kind of stuff. And there isn't really any meaning behind some of these think lyrics, of, dude. Well, well, speak of that, right? So think about the switch. Even with the old R&B days, right? Yeah. Um, you know, when you think about some of the, the songs that, uh, like, like, like even, uh, like, what's like, My Shiny Star, honey, you are my shiny star. Don't you go away. That stuff, when you look at it now, it's like, it's like, I'm going to whip it out and I'm going to smack it and I'm going to flip it. And and it, it, it went from loving and cherishing and wooing the girl to just like, now you just get it on and keep it moving. Yeah. Let's just let's just do it. And, 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 and listen, what's his name? Um, Marvin Gaye let's wrote a song called on. "Let's Get It On." Oh, baby. But, but even, <laughs> but even, but even that song wasn't like "I'ma whip it out." No. And, you know what I'm saying? No. And, and you know, get on your knees and like it, it wasn't that kind of stuff. And listen, I think that that's hurt, man. Like you said, the R and B, the R and B today, bro, it's it's savage. It's like these kids, I'm like, yo, what the hell, bro? Are you serious? It's yeah. because even the, you don't even have to go as far as the 70s and 80s but even like babyface for example in the 90s his songs were still you know they were still good songs like they were still there was still some sort of lyrics in there voice to um, men i'll make voice to men now today to like man. i'm going to smash it <laughs> yo <laughs> like, yo what time what time can i come over what are you wearing yes, i'm gonna smash it like, yo tell me when your man leaves and it's like what the hell right yeah like, word disrespect today it's crazy word. it's like what the hell happened it's bananas, bro. Yeah, it's bananas. It's bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Yes, it's <laughs> <laughs> Yo, bro, I feel like I'm pulled over right now. Like, I saw somebody bananas. coming out. Yo, I if you, you see somebody, if you see somebody, we window, want Jordan to get <laughs> My phone starts going all crazy. And, shit like, and you're laughing, you son of a bitch. Yeah, you're laughing. Is, is I, I thought it was, I, you know what's funny? My first reaction is like, yo, who that? You know, I was like, but I'm not there. I can't save you. I'm yeah, like, yo. Not even a look out. Watch your back. No, you just got to start laughing, you yeah, son I was of like, a I was bitch. Like, I, like, I got to get it off. I, I, I was I, like, I got to get it off. We're recording this. George's last moments, you son <laughs> of a bitch. You're about to be rolled up. They see me rolling. I hate you. I freaking hate you right now, dog. I freaking hate you. Anyway, what, what can we give people updates? What's going on in our lives? What's oh, going yes. on in our creative lives right now? What's up, Elemental? What up? Element infernal full. Nice. Man, that's mouthful. I like it. I like it. I like it <laughs> a lot. What's up? Good morning. Um, what's uh oh updates, updates, yes, yes. Updates, yes. hit them with the updates. Hit them with the updates, right? So uh updates. So um Kickstarter updates for this in my toilet. Guys, I, I sent an update on Kickstarter. Um, uh, Comics Wellspring is the printer that I'm using. They're delayed. And so because of that, they, <laughs> as I point a finger, it ain't my fault. It ain't, ain't me. my fault. It ain't, ain't my fault. Me, I dog. sent it to them a long time ago. I was like, yo, hey, where's my stuff? A long time ago. And, um, and uh, hey, what's up, Jared? Um, Jared? So, yeah, so they're delayed by 10 days. So while everyone will still get it in August, um, uh, what am I doing? Uh, but they, they'll, everyone will still get it in August. I was hoping to get it to you early August rather than later. So it looks like it's going to be towards the later part of August. Um, so that's that's that. Uh, the landing page for issue three goes up next week. Um, so uh, look out for this image. The landing page goes up. So I have an incentive <coughs> for everybody. So <coughs> as you know, 
that, and I'm announcing it here. This Kickstarter is for issue three, but I've been working hard in the lab to uh, incentivize and provide another story in honor of Halloween that's coming out since we're launching in, in the 20th of September. So there's going to be another story that'll be available to be unlocked. There's another separate standalone comic of duty and it's the monster series. So you're getting the peak of the cover right here. And, um, Boom, there it is. It's Duty's Monsters versus Tulo. Nice. So this is coming. Um, uh, this will be available on the campaign as to unlock as an add-on. And that's a three-cover spread. So you can get the single cover, which is the center, which is the King Cthulhu in the center, or you can get um, all three covers to make one large image. And that'll be available and more to come. And uh, so when the landing page goes up, if you do sign up to the landing page, and you hit me up and you DM me, I'll send you a digital copy of this print right here. Boom. It's Duty's Monsters on Planet Cthulhu. And you'll get that. And if you back the campaign, physical backers will get this free print, um, which is a comic size print. So it'll fit right in your bag and board with your comic. So it won't be bent or anything like that. But you'll get that for free. All you have to do is sign up when the landing page goes up. Hit me up saying that you signed up. I'll send you a digital copy. And then when you back the campaign, uh, physical backers will get the physical copy as well. So I'm excited about that. Um, that's coming down the pike um, for that. And again, if you're in the Dallas area in August, in a few weeks, I will be at the Arlington Comic Book Fest. On the 20th and the 21st, and then I'll be at the Denton Comic Art Exposition, which is a family, all ages comic book event on the 27th, and then the Dallas Fan Expo on the 14th to the 16th, and then uh, Cowtown for the 22nd and 23rd. So more to come. And there's also <clears throat> everybody who signs up um, for the campaign, there's going to be a private link. <clears throat> a week before the campaign launches where you'll get to uh, I'm going to have a private video screening of the what you'll get on the campaign and a preview of the monster series uh, so that uh, for anybody who signs up and wants to be part of that it's going to be exclusive so you get a pre um, introduction into what's to come on the campaign so there's a lot less to come I'm excited about that I've been working really really hard um, uh, seven pages are completely done on the monster series um, fully colored lettered ink. I'm doing all the work on it. So uh, more to come with that. Nice. Yeah, nice. You know, it's funny, Sam. Months ago, when I was doing my my Kickstarter, you kept calling me the candy man. Remember that? You make the sun rise. You, you, remember, you remember when you called me the candy man because I was giving I like things candy. away? <laughs> and, and, and here you are using the same tactics Yo, for the candy man. When you see it, you got to step and repeat. <laughs> no, listen. That that that, that no. But all jokes aside, that that print looks really dope, bro. It looks really really good. I I really like uh I really like the way you have Cthulhu sitting sitting on the on the throne and you know, well not that one. That's the cover. But the the print itself with all the monsters yeah. are freaking freaking really really dope. So yeah, make sure you guys sign up and uh, let homeboy know. Let homeboy know. Yo, I signed up. Send me my stuff. Um. But that's cool. That's cool. So when does when does it launch? September. Twentieth right? of September. Yeah. Twentieth of September. Right, cool. goes up next week, um, and then the the, the event it launches, and so you'll definitely Yo. have issue two before uh, in August, which is way before the thing <laughs> goes live. Yeah. Um, the physical. So all, the, all um, everybody and the shirts went out. So everybody who had shirts, the shirts went out. So if you haven't received it, you should be receiving it in the next day or two. Yeah. Um, so the shirts were the easy ones. I got that going and. 
um uh everything else um i'm waiting on the prints the books yeah yeah no big shout out big shout out to everyone who who put an order for that stuff and big shout out to everybody who who pledged to the uh to the kickstarter for the adventures of wonder duck stuff still going out so you guys should be getting your stuff uh shout out to everyone who's posted that you guys have your stuff thank you very much i'm, I'm happy that you got it hopefully everything is in good shape if you haven't received it yet Trust me, it's going out. It's uh, it's on its way. Uh, a lot of the stuff has already been out. There are a couple that haven't because I don't have your addresses. So if you haven't filled out that survey, make sure you check your spam folders. Make sure you check, you know, log into your your Kickstarter account. You should have a red a red bar on the top that says, you know, fill out whatever information so you can get your stuff. So make sure that you do that so that you get everything. And um, and then this weekend. I'm going to be at Terrificon Word. with uh, with a bunch of guys, man. We're going to be oh, out wow. there with Jonathan Syfax, Anibal Arroyo is going to go out there. Omar Solis from Digital Villain will be out there. Um, we're gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be at the at the Darkfire Press booth with JM DeSantis over the weekend. So I'm gonna be signing uh, comics out there and and helping them, you know, just network and promote. Um, who's else? Is going to, oh, Hector Rodriguez will be out there. So if you guys are at at Terrificon, and you guys got the uh, the print of the Big Eight beating up, you know, Wonder Duck. Get it signed. He's gonna be there. So he's gonna be there. So if you uh, if you Word. stop by his booth, go and get that stuff signed because he will be there this weekend. Also, uh, Keith Murphy will be there, who's his partner in crime. What up, Grant? Yeah. So who's his partner in crime? Uh, who else will be out there? Johnny C, Keith Gleason, the whole right. squad. They, Everybody they out there. Me, David Keyless, and Brian Kong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they, they're going to be out there. So it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. So if you are in uh, in Connecticut over the weekend, crap, I almost went to Terrificon. I wish I was going. Yeah, bro. Um, Yeah, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be oh, a good time. Oh, girl, this is New York. She's like, oh. Oh, at least take the trip. Take the trip. Yeah, it's out there. Mohegan Sun. Check it out. It's over me? the weekend. Hey, song. <laughs> but yeah, so 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 it's going to be a good time. We're going to have a good time. It's going to be fun. You need a pain. Be out there. I'm driving out tomorrow. We're going to do a little road trip tomorrow. It's about, I don't know, like two and a half hours from New York. Uh, so we're going to do a little road trip with Jonathan Syfax and Omar Solis will be I've taking a little road trip out there. That's that, that's that uh, native-owned casino. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. I remember um, this is when I was a regional security manager, and I was traveling with another regional, and I was driving. We had the company car from New York, and we were driving out there, and it was in the yeah. winter. And it was at night and it was a snowstorm and you got to go through a wooded area winding roads and there's no lights. <laughs> and so it's, it's blizzard outside. We can barely see the windows keep getting frosted. He's panicking. My knuckles are white and I'm like going down the road. And then you don't, you don't see the traffic until, you know, cause it's dark. And then he, she, she, the, <laughs> then they the fog lights on. So it blinds you. You're like, ah, you're hoping you don't run off the road. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah, wow. You're hoping you don't <laughs> so run off the road. Great adventures. Oh, Holy cow! Yeah, no, it's gonna it's gonna be a good time. Yeah, hopefully, um, I mean the weather should be should be good. Um, I hate driving on the Merritt Parkway heading down to Connecticut in the rain because that thing is mad narrow. Blame but um, and, and it always and it always seems to happen too. It's freaking it sucks. I love, but I um, love, I love driving this. I drove through a freaking um tornado. <laughs> That's fucking yeah. In in, 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 in Atlanta. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, we didn't know. We, it just it just happened to be coming through. <laughs> it was like, oh, what's going on? We can't see anything. Everything, all all traffic on the highway. Everybody pulled over. Winds are blowing. It was crazy. 
<laughs> crazy oh man but, uh, yeah yes that's cool i wish i was there i mean if if yeah, i don't know about next year i think next year i'm really trying to go for san diego and um Megacon yeah. next year um i do want to do one on the east coast next year i'm not sure yet i don't know sure it's going to be new york comic-con or if it'll be so you guys tell me what you think about it and if it's worth it what new york comic-con no of course sure. Oh, terrific! Yeah, no, terrific. I, th I think it is. I, I, this so there's a few comic cons on the on the East Coast that are starting to come up. Like I think Terrific Con is starting to become one of those shows that everybody's like, "Oh, that you should do that show." The other one is obviously Heroes, and I think it's North Carolina, South Carolina, one of the Carolinas. Okay, but Heroes, he Heroes Comic Con, and then Awesome Comic Con or Awesome Con or whatever the hell it's called in DC is also another one that that's starting to, to pop off. But yo, the tables are expensive at, yeah, at that's that the convention. Problem. They're expensive, dude. I'm like, holy crap, man. Yeah. Like between the tables and the hotels that you got to stay in and stuff like that, you know, it adds up unless you get invited uh, as a guest to the conventions, yeah. you know, but a lot of conventions don't do that because they want, they need the money too. They need the, you know, they need the table money. So yeah, we'll see. But yeah, it, it should be a good time and it should be a good time. I mean, listen. I, I want to go to San Diego as well. San Diego's huge. And, I, you know, for everybody who you guys probably already know, San Diego happened last weekend, and there were a lot of announcements at San Diego, bro. There was a lot of announcements, especially for, like, uh, fans of, like, the Marvel Universe and fans of DC and stuff like that. There were tons of things. Big shout-out to the Nerds of the Round. My boys over at the Nerds of the Round, they did a, they did a whole show on the stuff that's coming out uh, for Marvel. So if you guys want to check the show out, make sure you subscribe. Go to their channel. They did that on Tuesday. They were having a whole big con. They break it down, man. They do their thing. So they were talking about what's happening and what's coming out uh, at, you know, for uh, Marvel at San Diego. But um, I was going to say to you, yo, Sam, so that's a good segue into uh, our first topic of the day today um, that I wanted to talk about, which is Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. The hashtag that's trending right now for Wakanda forever. What can't you do forever. for me? Wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> um the, the trending the trending hashtag right <laughs> yeah you haven't you haven't played with those in a while yo no 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 Hell. nobody wants to play with me <laughs> nobody wants to play with your buttons bro anyway listen don't push my buttons <laughs> so so the hashtag that's out there right now that's trending is uh recast t'challa and i don't know if i agree with the hashtag bro not now not right now i think that i think that people being upset about T'Challa not being recast, I don't, I don't agree with it, man. I don't agree with it, and not because I don't want, I don't want T'Challa in the MCU, no, but because I think Chadwick Boseman did such a great job playing that character that maybe we need. It, this is almost like the moment of silence for him. Like, yo, maybe yes. one movie, you know, he's not in it, and we respect the fact that Chadwick was such a great Black Panther, and leave it at that. Now, nobody's seen the movie, so we don't even know if there is a T'Challa in the movie. All we saw was a trailer, so we don't know. I guarantee exactly there's going to be is. some new, there's going to be a new generation of future that they identify a potential future Black Panther. Could I just be think, his sister? Could be his sister yeah. that, that takes over the role? You know what yeah. I mean? Of course. You know, we, yeah. we, talk about, we, we talk about gender equality and all this other stuff. Yeah, I think what happens is that no one's ever going to be happy, no matter what you do. Forget about the fact that, you know it's funny? <clears throat> once the smoke cleared, right? Once the emotion went away, right? Because... I think hats off to Disney Marvel for doing this amazing tribute, right? Amazing. And when everything that came out of Comic-Con was people crying, emotional, excited. Oh, it's a great, yeah. Have you seen yes. it? Have you, have you yeah. seen the, it's very the, the, emotional. The, it's, it's, right, it's yeah. really good. Really yes. well done. So embrace that. 
embrace the gesture, <clears throat> embrace the fact that they invested millions of dollars to honor uh, number one. If you ever listen to him speak, um, eloquent, powerful speaker, um, grew amazing actor. It, you know, so, and in my eyes, he is the Black Panther, just like Wesley Snipe is. You know, Blade. Blade. You know what I'm saying? Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. You know, there's there are people. You know, for, um, for me, bro. For me, I bring it back. Christopher Reeves is still Superman for me. Yes, yes. <laughs> Robert, Robert Downey Jr. Come on, he is He's Iron, Iron Man. Man. He's Iron Man. You like, know, Heath it. Ledger is the Joker. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, when you think right. about it, they try so many times to recapture somebody's. Uh, I think right now, ride the wave. It's too. It's too soon. Let this. This play out i'm sure you know in marvel you know you know how many times did superman die how many times did batman die in the comics right and i'm sure there's going to be a next generation black panther there'll never be a chadwick bowen but leave it alone yeah no i agree dude i, I listen i i think if, i would have had a problem if they decided not to make any more black panther movies like i think that would have been that would have been like damn really we're not going to do any black panther why not I think that would have they they actually they did it they they did a part two it's coming out it looks great you know it looks the great scale of it oh dude and and they're honoring Bozeman I mean I I don't know how they're gonna handle his death in the movie or what they're gonna do but the fact that that they're giving him his shine is a beautiful thing for me like I I, I appreciate that that the fact that T'Challa, listen T'Challa is a made up character like it's not a real it's not a real you know person it's a made up character T'Challa be back. Trust me, they'll be back. He'll be back, all right? But Bozeman won't. So let's give him his props. Let's give him his his due, right? Like, let, let's give him his honor. Let's honor him. And I think that they're doing a great job. I don't agree with this whole hashtag recast T'Challa. Maybe, maybe for a future film, you know, or whatever. But, you know, we haven't even seen the movie yet, dog. Hashtag like, is just comics. Relax. It's just <laughs> comics, dog. Comics. Hashtags, but <laughs> but people just like controversy, bro. People yeah. just like to to you know what I mean. They throw these things out there, and I I, I personally I don't agree with it. So you know I don't you know, like you said hashtag oh, hashtag te me calmas. You know that's what yes, I'm saying. Right? Yo, easy easy like a Sunday morning. Go ahead, con take it easy, man. That's good. Take it yeah. easy. Go go and enjoy the movie. And they're talking about boycotting the movie. Why would you boycott this movie? Why probably, would you boycott probably, this? It's movie? probably a small little geek club in, in the middle oh, of somewhere. The F they're, they're, they're probably working on their signs right now. No, bro. <laughs> it, it, it is. It is a. It is. You, you talk about diversity and you want diversity in film and stuff like that. Here yeah. you have a movie based on a, on a on a black character, powerful movie that the only comic movie to be. You know, nominated for an Oscar, right? And you want to boycott this? Come on, man! Come on! How are you gonna boycott this? You crazy? No, we're not boycotting this movie. We're going to watch this movie. It's gonna make a lot of money, and you know, and 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 keep it moving. Like I don't understand. This is this is insane. But whatever, bro. I mean, controversy after controversy. As a matter of fact, our our <laughs> next our next our next uh topic oh, is also controversial. I didn't I didn't hit share yet. I'll share screen. I didn't even do that yet. Oh, yes. what are we saying? No, yeah. I, I, yeah, no, I gotta share the screen. I just never oh, shared it. Holla at me. Talk to me. Well, what do we got coming up next? So no, there's a controversy. Um, the tie it, it, this is coming out of um bounding into comics. Um, it's controversial comic news website bleeding cool under massive fire for failing to cover Eric July's overwhelmingly successful Ripperverse campaign. 
suki 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 now that's so the clickbait that's the clickbait that's the clickbait right so um they're ripping into bleeding cool because they're saying that it's either po- there's a political or racial bias because they're not covering it and that he had some um critical opinions um uh or hating on the fact that the um that it's been instead of highlighting the fact that independently he did this without the conf- crowdfunding um platforms and he's raised right now at over 3.2 million dollars with 30,000 um uh, ledgers uh backers uh they're saying that it's that there's, there's some bias in it because bleeding cool i guess is very i guess um politically on the what left wing and uh rip reverse of the guy he's a uh, right wing and so they're, they're saying that but i think that the, the what and they're also saying that he was critical of the price point <clears throat> When I read the article on bleedingcool.com, and if you want to read the article, this is the article. When I read it, he brought up some things that we brought up when we were talking in silence. Yeah, like, last, well, last week, no, when we were talking about it last week on the show, we talked. Yeah, about we were it. talking about it last week on the show. It's like yeah. a six-page book for thirty-five dollars plus ten dollars. Um, that's pretty expensive for ninety-six pages. Yeah, um, and that's what we said, and that's what they said on the Bleeding Cool comics and then we also said how do we know that you know with kickstarter who's least, regulating it who's you know, regulating it? violence and we said yeah who's regulating that's the question that they asked right. so they're being attacked um uh on twitter and everywhere else by a lot of pro supporters of of uh, uh this in the creator uh and ripperverse um because of this and so if you read the article it says, uh, like, I'll just read a couple of excerpts. It's bleeding clues at the center of controversy. Again, this time for the failure to in coverage of the largest crowdfund campaign of all time. And Eric July's ISIM number one, Ripper has, as of this writing, raised more than $3.2 million. Fans and professionals are reacting, wondering if there might be political or racial bias in, in uh, reporting, the, reporting by the Salacious Comic News website. <clears throat> um, the one piece bleeding cool published on Ripperverse, and they're pissed off they only did one piece. Uh, includes a passive-aggressive jab at the African-American creator questioning its price point for a 96-page comic book by comparing it to direct market retail issues rather than other similar crowdfunding books. He also ultimately made comments questioning Ripper's ethics in the article. Um, And it's as a comic-centric website, readers are wondering why Bleeding Cool isn't giving the Ripper-verse further coverage. Let's see, they've got $30. Okay, so that's that. Uh, it seems the Ripperverse should be the biggest story on the site, like Bleeding Clue, as it is few and far between. We see uh, uh, independent books soaring, you know, whatever. So they're talking about why isn't it? So then you go to um, Twitter and people saying, how come they're not reporting it? And they're saying that the Bleeding Clue's author of this article um, is one sided, very politically driven. Um, and all this other stuff. So if you go and read it, um, it gets it goes into you know the facts, the fact that Ripperverse was supported by Fox News and the New York Post, and they and they they shine a whole big light on them. Um, and that could be why Breeding Cool has a problem with it. Look, <clears throat> for me, I, in reading this article, the questions raised by Bleeding Cool were the questions that I asked as as an outside observer. I have no political affiliation with anybody, you know, I'm not you know, I'm not pro this, pro that. I just asked as a consumer those same questions that they raise. Anything deeper than that, they might know. Um, I don't know. I don't know the history of Bleeding Cool or in its affiliation or previous articles. I just know that once in a while I'll pull pull an article from Bleeding Cool on a comic indie comic news that's coming out somewhere. <clears throat> so I don't know. Um, but 
I think what this controversy has done is drove more traffic to um, the Ripperverse. So both. I, I think it, it drives traffic to both, to Bleeding Cool and Ripperverse. I, mm-hmm. I think, you know, the only bad publicity they say is no publicity. So the fact that these these two entities are in some kind of news is a good thing for both parties, right? Like, I really don't... Whoa, what the hell happened? I just comes up with some more. Oh, okay. Um, but I, I, I personally... I, like you said, $35 for a comic is a lot of money. And we mentioned that last time. How do we know you're getting it? You mentioned that last time as well. My, my issue with Bleeding Cool is when they use the word woke in that. Yep. Like they, they, they had a problem with this book not being woke, I think is some, some to that effect. And for me, that's the problem with the article for me. Like, I, who cares? <laughs> I mean, let this man can write whatever he wants or about whatever he wants, as long as it's not, you know, racist or, you know, or, or you're talking about, you know, doing harm to anyone, then the man can write whatever he wants, right? Like, and again, I've never read the book. I don't know what the hell this book is about. Um, I was going off of what you were talking about on the article, so I have to read the article myself. But if that's the issue, if Blink Cool has an issue with that, that's the only issue I have with the article. Other than that, it's an opinion piece. The man is... You know, and and this guy's getting uh, an article in Bleeding Cool. Like, what, what? What? I don't understand what people expect. Do they want like a, a like every every week we 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 hear about this? We talked about it on the show. We're talking about it today because there's more news about it. But other than that, you think we're going to keep talking about the fact that this gentleman made three million dollars? That's awesome. Good for you. Carry on. Good stuff. But like, what did what were they expecting Bleeding Cool to do? Do like a feature every week? About right. the book, like, yeah, I don't and I think, and if you want. look at it, if you just Google it, he's been featured everywhere. That's what I'm so, saying. Like, so I don't, I don't understand what was, what's the issue. I don't understand what the issue is. What these people have a problem with. I think he's doing great. There are, I mean, there are legitimate questions, bro. Like, and he's listen. Uh, I don't know what's his name, Eric, Eric July, um, the Ripperverse. He yeah. is open about what he's using this money for. He's trying to start up his own business. He's charging $35 and you get and, and you get a comic. Now, I don't know if these people who wrote this article know or even Bleeding Cool knows what, you know, Kickstarters are or crowdfunding campaigns are about, but you are going to overpay on a crowdfunding campaign. You just are. You just are. I mean, listen, comics, if you go to a comic book shop now, they're about five bucks. You know what I mean? But if you if you try to pick it up on a Kickstarter campaign, you're probably going to pay more. Why? Because there's shipping involved. There's other things. So you're going to pay more in a crowdfunding campaign. $35 is a little excessive. I wouldn't pay for it. But I don't think that he's doing anything unethical by charging that much money. I Personally, I don't. I, would I pay for it? No. But I don't think it's unethical. I think he's telling you, hey, I'm trying to buy a van. Like, he's telling you the things that he's trying to do. And there was transparency there. And it could be a turn on or it could be a turn off. Absolutely. It's your choice. Yeah. Yeah, And at that point, it's your choice. Do you want to give me your money? This is what I'm using it for. I'm telling you. I'm going to give you a 96-page comic. Here you go. But I'm using it for this. So just so you know. Now it's up to you. He says, I'm buying a van. Right. Transport this stuff. I'm mm-hmm. renting. I'm renting a facility to be able to handle right. it. Right. Staff. Right. You know, right. So all this, you know, so he's being very clear yes. on it. Yes. At yes. the end of the day, the choice is yours. And you know, yep. I, think, I think anybody, you know, if it was a favorable piece, you know, then it's one sided. I think he. Raised I know. Questions. I think he recognized I, that yep. he's groundbreaking. He's doing something that's never been done before. Yes. Right. But he also said, "Here are my questions." That was right. it. You know, yeah, and, no, I think, um, and I think yeah. I, for me, I thought it was a pretty impartial piece. Um, I didn't read it 
completely. I just read some of the experts and I was, uh, excerpts, and I was like, "Oh, I had that question. Oh, I had that question too. Oh, I had that question." That's it. Um, it was. It was. It was. I well, think it was. Calderon's podcast the other night, and they had the same questions. Um, so it wouldn't. It, it's not. It's not isolated to leading cool. Yeah. No, I, I. I don't know. I just think sometimes you go. You go after the big fish to get clicks, and I think that whatever website you found this on, obviously, what what was it? Who 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 said that there was some big controversy? Who got the issue? What what uh, was what website did you pull up? No, I just I just typed in indie news and it, and that was the first headline that came up. Um, yeah, no, but who who was the on who Twitter? There's a lot of the guys on Twitter, um, like Dan Fraga, okay. um, all these other guys. That I, I I just think this is clickbait, man. It, you know, yeah. they they you know writing the cool tales of, of a story that's that's taken off, and sometimes you need that controversy to make it. You know, because we're talking about it, so it works. <laughs> it all works it, all it, is, it always probably, works. He's probably at five million by now. Um, yeah, no. And bleeding cool probably has tons of clicks and and, and clicks on the, on that article simply because it was in that because people are talking about that article. So yeah. it only it, I mean it's just helping these things. I don't I, bleeding cool is such a big you know big website that I don't think this is going to be an issue with bleeding cool. I mean I don't think anybody's going to have an issue with that. It was a it was a piece on on, on a story that's making you know making headlines. That's it. And it is making headlines. It's groundbreaking. You know what? I wish you success. You know I think the questions are I think like my rule of thumb. Never be the first, right? Apple, like when Apple first came out with his first product, that's like, I don't want to be the first one to buy it. I want to see, let them work out the kinks because what happens is there's always some issues, right? So I don't want to be part of that first growing pains. I'd rather see how it goes, how it pans out and maybe in jumping down the road. And, but there are people who want to be the first. And, um, you know, so I think for this, he's doing the thing the first, it's groundbreaking. He's, he's having a, a, a fabulous time. Um, be prepared for questions. No one's impartial to questions. And I think what I, I, I don't like is when people use politics and race um, to to try to mask the real questions. And that happens everywhere in life, right? Everyone, they, they use diversionary tactics to distract people rather than dealing with the root cause. The root cause is, this is new, congratulations, but you know what? I'm going to wait. Let's see what the 30,000 backers say when they get their stuff, if they get their stuff, all that stuff, and then see how it pans out. And then maybe next the next round... I'll come and back it, you know, and that's it. And that's what people are doing, sitting on the sidelines, checking it out. Yeah. No, but we're, we're, we're all, we're all adults. You know what I mean? If you're going on there, you make a decision, you decide, do you yeah. want to pay for that? You know what I mean? Nobody's. And like, again, like we were talking about, he's very transparent, you know, that's it. I don't know the guy. I don't know the guy. I don't know Eric. You know, I have no idea. So this isn't yeah. like, Oh, we're, we're no. I, don't oh, I saw it. I but, thought it was a like Kickstarter at first. I was like, oh, I'll look at this. Me too. I was like, this is no, I, I didn't think it was Kickstarter because it didn't look like Kickstarter, but I thought it was a crowdfunding platform. And I, I, I thought, yo, what is this new crowdfunding platform? And then I realized it was his website. And I'm like, whoa, he just killed the middleman right now. Yeah. But, but there are the questions. How do we know we're getting this stuff? Yes. Where's the money going? You know, why is it that much? There are, I mean, you gotta, you have to ask questions. <laughs> you, yes. you know, you can't just walk in there blindly. Some people just want to take a chance and that's cool. But I think for me, I'm going to ask questions. I'll be like, all right, what is this? And that's decide it. on whether I want to do it or not. But I'm not going to sit there and be like, wait, is this, is this what kind of, you know, I don't know, political, um, you know, and all that other stuff. No bueno. It's funny because it's funny how, um, um, what's Yes, Christian. It's funny that you said that because we're going to segue before we get into our real topic today. Yes, um, sir. I have it right in my hand. Easy and fun cartooning techniques for drawing comics and manga. This I received from the none other than Christian Alawas, right? And uh, artist extraordinaire. And that this guy 
um, has produced a really amazing art book. Um, it is fantastic. I'm going to be featuring it on What's in the Box. So What's in the Box is coming out of the ashes for this um, for this book. And number one, I didn't realize how diverse he was in his illustrator, right? Um, and uh, number two, it's just well well produced. Here's some some images. So look for this, Christian Alawas. Um, he will he, he will he will be at Terrificon also. Yes. So uh, yeah, so he'll be at the show. So make sure that you. Uh, you you find him while he's out there. Yeah. yeah, awesome stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. So um, we're going to be going into our next topic, but before we do, um, let's um, let's give a bump to our partners in crime over at Region. Where are you, ladies? You gotta find that. Where's your bump? Bump, 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 pump it bump, up. Bump. There it is. Bumps. And when we come back. We're going to be talking about imposter syndrome. <laughs> Shout out to Anita Lang and Daphne Lage from the Raging Two Network. They're doing their thing. They have a lot of uh, a lot of shows that they have on that network. So make sure you head over there and uh, give them a, a, a subscription. Subscribe to their channels. Nice. Um, but yeah, man. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You, you flash, you flash Christian's comments up. Yes, there. Said, thank you so much. He'll be with you guys this weekend. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, uh, sir. Yes. So uh, imposter syndrome is funny because I was talking to George about it offline. I was like, uh, you know. I wanted to do it, but then I noticed that another platform uh, to cover the conversation and George, was like, let's just cover it anyway. And, um, and so uh, I started reading up on, on, on imposter syndrome. And I was like, all right, let me, uh, let me, let me educate myself on what this is. So I, this is exactly what I did. I said, so what is imposter syndrome? Imposter syndrome is an internal experience of believing that you're not as competent as others perceive you to be, as if you are a fraud. Despite being a syndrome, it is not diagnosable a diagnosable mental illness. Instead, the term is usually narrowly applied to intelligence and achievement, although it also has links to perfectionism and the social context. To put it simply, imposter syndrome is the experience of feeling like a phony in some area of your life, despite any success that you have achieved in that area. Psychologists Susanna Imes and Pauline Rose Clance uh, first used the term in the 1970s, right? So before I go into the, the, the types of imposter syndromes, we'll go back. Um, when I read this, I felt like I was looking in the mirror. I was like, oh, shit. That's my problem. That's how I've been my whole freaking life. I felt like I had to overcompensate because I wasn't good enough. I felt that I didn't have the Ivy League education, so I had to work harder the next day. I had to I had to make sure I knew I was versed in the, in a topic because I didn't want people to think I didn't know. And so I'd be the first one in, in, in at work, the last one out. You know, the the hardest working guy. I always tell everybody, I don't want to be the loudest guy in the room. I want to be the hardest working guy in the room, right? I always and I always just say to myself, I'm not the smartest guy. But I'm the hardest working guy and I'll understand the subject matter. And it's me convincing myself. And I realized, oh, 
this is why I'm constantly working, trying to prove that I am good enough. And then I got depressed. I was like, yo, Sam, you got to snap out of this. Right? <laughs> then I got depressed. Like, this is my whole life. You know? Um, yeah. um, so I could, I relate to this 100%. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's a real it's a real thing, man. Like, especially, and, and I'll just apply it to us as creative people, not necessarily not in our own personal lives. And I'm sure a lot of people deal with it, too, in at work, like you said, like at work and stuff like that. But creatively, I, I think we a lot of us suffer from it. You know, and sometimes, sometimes, you know, you become, sometimes you become arrogant. Sometimes you become cocky. You know what I mean? Because of it, because you're overcompensating. You're trying to say, I'm good enough. I'm good enough. I'm going to show you I'm good enough. Hey, listen, I, this, this is my stuff. And, and then it messes with you. Cause in your quiet moments, you're like, man, I, I, I ain't nothing, man. I, I'm no good. I'm like, and we have to kind of try to snap ourselves out of that. And it's tough, man. It's tough. It is a tough thing to do. I, I was—I told you when we were talking about bringing this up. I was watching this interview with uh, the comedian Jimmy Carr, and he talked about the way he deals with it because you know, as as a comedian, an artist, he also deals with the the imposter syndrome. Do I deserve all the accolades I'm getting? I'm really not that good. They're crazy. Why are they doing that? And what he does is he his thing is all right. I'm going to use imposter syndrome, and I'm going to use this to not get complacent. And not get so high on my horse that I'm not working hard to get better at what I do. Because now I'm good, but I can be better. And so he challenges himself to be better, constantly be better. Now, when you talk about it, like the way you were talking about it, Sam, is sometimes we get to the point where we work so hard, we are killing ourselves when we don't have to. You know, like, because we are, people already like our stuff, but we're like, no, 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 it's got to be better, it's got to be better. And we become these perfectionists. And then, you know, we can't sleep, you know, we get depressed even more so because the more you, the more you try, the, the, the harder it gets to, to achieve it. And then you're, you're just pushing harder and harder and harder. So it's, it's tough. It's, it's, it it's is, a tough, it is. It's a and tough I, and, thing because your mind plays with you, you know? Yes. You know, it's funny because, um, <clears throat> like my personal life, I didn't go, I didn't go to college till I was in my late twenties because I've been working since, you know, my mom passed when I was, when I graduated high school. And so it's me taking care of my sister and her baby. And, uh, um, and so, you know, I see people passing me in life because of the education, um, getting roles that I felt that I, I, I should have all this other stuff. So I went to school. It, it was, it was, it was a, um, uh, I got my, my associates, and then, and it was just a basic local school, wasn't an Ivy League school, and a, 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 a wildly recognized school. And that, that sat on my back of my head. So I knew that I had to be better than everybody in the class. I knew that I had to work harder than everybody. I needed, I needed to show that uh, I gained something from this experience. And so for me, it was always that. Like everything, I've, everything that I've had was second rate, but I had to perform as if I was first rate to mask the fact that I didn't have that best. You know what I mean? But I was surrounded by people who did. So I needed to not allow that to make me feel inadequate on the surface. Inside, I was always nervous, anxiety, or whatever. But on the outside, I just said, you know what? I'm going, I have to show them. I have to show them in my work. I got to show them in the quality. I got to show them in the results. So I worked harder. And, 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 
And then I got smarter on how to navigate in those environments and not um, put a light on the things that I didn't have. You know what I'm saying? So, and 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 if my mom always said, setting the table, right? The presentation is everything. So I needed to make sure my presentation was legit because on the inside, you know, you know, the house looks great on the outside. The inside, there's no furniture, right? So, so I have to, how do I make it livable? How do I make it comfortable? That was always my, my thinking in my, in my life. And that's what drove me. And that's what pushed me um, to the point where um, even when I was achieving all these accolades in the retail environment um, and I was excelling, I always felt like, how? You know, I was always questioning, how did I get this position? He's like, you know, you know, you like that, and that's the imposter syndrome. Yes, right like how yeah. you know, it's like I remember when I got recruited to be a regional, and I've never done field management. I've nothing but store line, right? And so now it was it, it was bypassing multiple levels, you know, district, market, to region. I was like, wait, are these people crazy? They see them in me, right? And then I get this position. And I'm like, inside, I'm like, what the hell is wrong with these people? But on the outside, I'm like, you wouldn't even know. Right. So I had to fake it to make it. And um, um, but inside, it's like, I don't know. So that's why I worked harder. That's why I dig dug deeper. That's why I listened more intently. That's why, you know, I built those relationships because I needed to make sure that no one sees what I saw within me. And I think that's the key. You know, that was the. And so when I read this article, I was like, oh, I've been dealing with this my whole life. Yeah, I, I think it, it's, you know, the, the whole term fake it till you make it. I think when you're dealing with this kind of stuff, right? like, for example, you want to be a great colorist, right? And so you achieve you achieve being a good colorist, and people are saying, "Yo, man, your colors are great." And deep down inside, you're like, "Yeah, yeah no. but I don't know. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, though." Like, and yeah. you so you're so you think you're faking it, but in reality, you are good. You're not faking it. You are actually good, and you're you're working hard at getting better, in order for you to 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 I guess to um. To, to, to say, to, to validate the fact that they already told you you were great, which makes no sense, right? That, and that's the thing. It makes no sense because you already are good, but something inside you tells you, no, I'm not. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. And so it's weird because stuff like that can either shut it down and you say, you know what, I'm just not doing this anymore, or it can make you want to do more and want to do better. So it depends, I guess, on how, on how you, 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 you handle it. And I guess my question to the audience, if you guys are listening out there is how do you handle imposter syndrome? Do you suffer from imposter syndrome and what do you do and how do you guys handle it? You know, what, what, what is it? What is it that you guys do? For because- me, it's the adverse. It's, it's, it's the reverse for me. It's um, it focuses me to work harder um, yeah. because when yeah. I look at, I watch a lot of professional colorists um, videos on YouTube and I'm like, how did they capture that look? What is right. it? You know, and, I, and I'm constantly studying because I want to, I want to be that caliber. I want to get to that level. Yeah. So I know that I, I'm, I'm not, you know, if you like the, 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 the was it seven chambers or 10 chambers of death, whatever, I'm like chamber two, right? That's the way I, I put myself in a scale. I need to get to that, that level and that skill set, And so you know, for me, it's a, it's always been a driving force. When I see somebody, like I picked up a bunch of new books from these fantastic illustrators and, um, and I'm like, how did they, what were they thinking to be able to capture that look, that scene, that camera angle, that emotion. And it's like, you know, so I, I force myself to be able to really expand how I approach, you know, drafting a page on a comic, because I want to be able to capture the, that, that same type of emotion with my stories. It helps me 
I know that what I, I said, I'm not at that level. I aspire to be, so I'm going to work hard every day to get to that level. Yeah. Let's see what we got here. Yeah. Most, Most people, people collapse. collapse. No, no, no. The, the thing to remember is that if uh, it motivates you to improve yourself at an even pace, then you've beaten it and you deserve anything you earn. And that's key right there, uh, Christian. Thank you so much for that comment. At an even pace, you have to find balance. You can't go overboard with how much how much you are trying to be what they say you are. You have to find a balance because then that's when you that's when you burn yourself out. Mm -hmm. Because if you if you continue down the path of I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, I'm gonna keep working, keep working, keep working, keep working, keep working, you gotta burn yourself out. There's only so much you yeah. can do in a day. And you gotta know, okay, I gotta step away from it now because you know I've done all I can today. And come back tomorrow and continue to work hard. It's at that even pace, like you said, Christian. That's a very good point. And I think that's the reason. Like, one of the things I challenge myself on, right, is because I realize that I'm, uh, I want to be able to accomplish a certain amount of books within a, uh, between now and the end of next year, right? So I do the daily live streams every day to draw, you know, and I challenge myself to get faster and faster. So it's pencil, you know, it's sketch, ink, color, boom. And, and I'm trying to do it within an hour, an hour and a half every day and it's really so that way what happens is i do those morning drills i call them drills for myself i go online and i and i draw for that time and then when i go and i face my pages it for it, it helps me um get faster my layouts faster move faster so i'm training myself it's almost like calisthenics right you know it's like in in, in the military you do your your morning pt your physical you know um training and then so then when you're out in the field you're that much more fluid and ready prepared to handle the adversities that come with the actual drills um and it's just to be you know to be better and faster and i think anything i'm smart enough to know that if i want to be as good i have to train as hard you know what i'm saying yeah, mm -hmm. um, yeah no and, and and i think and i think you can beat it i, I think you can beat imposter syndrome i don't i don't think you know, like they, they in that article it says it can't be diagnosed. Um, it's just a, a mindset. But I think it can be beat. Oh, good morning. Uh, those daily streams are really working for you. It's exciting to see an artist improving in real time. Yeah. And see, but see, but but you say that, Daph, and, and Sam doesn't believe it. Because <laughs> <laughs> his imposter syndrome won't let him believe that he is getting better. He's like, I can be better than this. And so he's gonna he's gonna go in there and go nuts and go crazy. But you have to do you have to you have to realize, dude. I am. This is. You're right. You're right. I am getting better. I see it. I see it. I see it. And I'm not saying don't stop getting better. Of course you have to. But don't do it to the point where you're obsessed and it makes you sick. And that's the whole thing. You can't do that. With me daily sketching. Yeah. 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 It's that. A, you know, that's one thing that, you know, um, you know, what are things that from the masters? Because I, I, I watch the pros. We can always get better, but we're we're getting better now. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and that's you yelling at yourself inside. Like, ah. yeah, I know. And it's funny because yeah, the masters. One of the things it's always about repet repetition, 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 repetition. Right. So it's like for me, it's like I was making up. I'm making up for ten years of not drawing. Right. So I'm forcing myself to try to catch up to where I should have been. And so I said, you know what? Let me at least go every day draw, no matter what is going on. And then I force myself with the accountability. Let me live stream the damn thing every day. I mean, 52 episodes, 52 days in a row of just drawing. Um, it's just helped me. And while what I'm drawing, it, it, 
they're just they're just quickies but it's helping me when i because uh, my page layouts are getting better and that's why um um for me it's like yes, while i do have this question. problem inside with how i see myself i am smart enough to know that in order to get to where i want to be i have to train yeah who said that consistency is better than perfection definitely Daphne. And you know what? It, it, and that's so true because there's no, yeah. no such thing as perfection. You're there's never going to be perfect. You're no. never going to be perfect, but you can be consistent. Yeah. And, and and if you can be consistent, then that's like she said, better than perfection. Cause you're right. never going to achieve. And we are never going to achieve yeah. it. You're never going to achieve perfection. We had this conversation last night yeah, yeah. Um, about, um, uh, I like the, the print that, um, that I showed you, I recolored the whole thing because I didn't like the way it came out the first time. Right. So I went online and started watching some videos and I was like, oh, I, I, and I wasn't happy with it. And so then, um, even like a page layout for, um, the monster series, I, I started drawing it one way with them sitting on a park bench and he, he's telling the story. And then I scrapped that and I decided to actually illustrate the story that he's telling him to have a visual. And it was because, you know, in your mind, he's like, nah, it could be better. Right. But, but, but I think, but I think you were right. I mean, making that call, I think it's different than, than saying, for example, you show me that piece. Right. And I don't see anything wrong with it. And I'm like, yo, dude, this is perfect. Like you have the lighting in the right place. You know, you have the two shades of the lighting, every, everything, everything technically is great. But then you say, nah, it can be better. <laughs> and you start all over again. That's different than because yeah. you found errors in what yeah. you were doing. And when yeah. you found, and when you were, when you were telling me, when you saw these videos, it, it 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 basically said, oh yeah, they're right. It is wrong. I have to do it again. So I think that that's different than 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 you, you know, just having that syndrome where you think it's great and you know where everybody tells you it's great, but you know that it's not, and you can make it better. Um, but dude, I, honestly, like, I think that when you when you attack yourself like that, you're only doing a disservice to not just you, but maybe even your fan base if you have a fan base out there because you stop creating because. You can, not that you will, not not you, but just in general. People can just quit and say, I I'm not good enough. I'm never going to be good enough. And I'm done. And then they just walk away from it. Yeah. And you can't do that to yourself. You really yeah. can't. You can't do that to yourself. It's it's, it's, a, it's not that, healthy. I credit that to, um, I think, my mom. It, uh, it's one of the tenets of Stoic philosophy. Um, my mom always said... There's always going to be an opinion, but it's yours that, that matters the most, right? You got to take everything and you got to mash it up together and, and see where the truth lies and all that. But at the end of the day, you got to, you got to be able to self-reflect. Yeah. And one of the things I'm constantly doing is always looking in the mirror, right? Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. and, and I think it is the hardest thing to do because it's where you have to be the most vulnerable and you got to pick yourself apart. And um, what I've learned is that, you know, I, when you want something so bad, you have to be able to be honest with yourself. Yeah. And and that for me has been a gift and a curse because it's a gift because dealing with imposter syndrome, it forces me to work harder. Right. It's a curse because I isolate myself. Right, right. Yeah. Because I, well, I'm so focused yeah. on working that I, I isolate myself from the world and I'm just constantly grinding. You know and what I'm that, that's and that's what even when what Christian was mentioning that pace, you have to be able to 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 you know um, know that you have to balance your your that and and you know giving time to the people around you. You know your wife, for example. Like it can't just be I'm gonna sit here from light until dark and work on my stuff. <laughs> that's what because, happens. 
<laughs> yeah, because it, you know it, it, it just you're you're hurting your environment around you, yeah. and it's not it's not a healthy way to do it. I, at least I don't think so. I mean, you know, artists out there, you guys watching, you may disagree. You may say, "Yeah, Sam, get in there, not until they get dark, boy, finish that." You know, but I I think I think that you do need balance in your life. You do need balance. You can't can't just go hard. You can't go you can't go hard all the time, bro. Like you can't. You're gonna hit a wall. You know, well, you gotta you gotta learn to hit the brakes, slow it down a little bit, come around that curve a little slower. You know, otherwise you're gonna hit that guardrail, man, hard. Yeah. So you gotta be you careful. Know, and and it's hard when you only know one way, because you, yeah. you you know me. Yeah, Even yeah, when yeah. I was when I was working full time, I was in the studio. As soon as I got home, whatever time I got home till two two in the morning, it's seven days a week. I was just that. Yeah, it was always that way. So it's hard to break away from something that you've made a habit. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, and so that's what I'm trying to figure out how to do. The thing is, the crazy thing is, right, ironically, it's hard to break away from doing it the way you do when you're finding su success in the way you're doing it. If you're getting better as a colorist and it's because you are coloring from, from sunlight to sundown, then you are going to keep doing it that way because you're finding success yeah. that way. So it's, it's even, that, that makes it even harder to break away from it. Yeah. especially you know? when you know there's a lot to learn you know what i mean and i think that's there's the so much there's you so know, much i'm constantly even like now when i'm looking i'm talking to you i'm looking at how the light's reflecting on my face and and the different tones because oh i can see i see how that works right and so it's like even when we're talking because it's a new it's a new area it's a new playground for me right and it's like so now I am, it's exciting because learning a new skill set is the most exciting thing because now it's another tool in my arsenal. Right. And it just mm -hmm. makes, and it helps me get that much, much better. Right. Because I'm not taking away from the illustration because I'm drawing simultaneously, but it's helping me to enhance the quality of it. But I also know that there's a level that I want to achieve. And so I have to be an attentive student. I have to be a sponge. I have to be able to see things in different ways and, and learn from um, er, all areas. Um, and I, I'm looking at things like I never even considered before because I, yeah. I always outsource for the colorist, you know, and, you know, and, and now I'm doing it and I'm like, all right, I, you know, I can see this. I see this. I see this now. Now I get this point. What, where, where do I get that filter or how do I get, you know, what mask do I need to use here or whatever it is, what blending tool do I need? All these terms that I didn't even have to consider before. Um, and even, even with the illustration, I look at guys like Oscar Martin, you know, if you haven't seen his work, it's fantastic, bro. And the way he just, he designed these pages, it's just looking out of this world. So I'm yeah. like, wow, how did he do this? He, it, you know, the, the, the lines look so fluid, so, you know, organic, you know, and that's, that's the thing. It's like, well, as long as I still have those, that yearning desire, uh, I'm going to be my, my worst enemy, but, uh, you know, the end game is, you know, to be better than I was yesterday. Yeah. No, no, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Hold on one second. Um, yeah, no, but, uh, I was just sending a, a message cause I'm, I'm actually at work. So, uh, but. Yes. Tell us how you deal with uh, imposter syndrome for those watching uh, the show. Put it in the in the comments. And uh, no, this is good, man. This is good. It's a good topic. I told you, man, this, this is a topic worth talking about. I don't care how many times it's covered on different platforms because everybody goes through it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> everybody, I, th I think everybody's going through it. So, so it's good. It's good. And I'm glad we had th this discussion. And guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm, I'm going to have to run in a few minutes, yeah. but uh, we're about that hour time. But yes, yeah, Sammy, good stuff. Good. Yeah, it was really good. Good, a lot of good topics this morning. I think we have another comment coming in. Hold on. Yeah, what do we got? What do we got? Let's see. Where is it? There it is. 
I've been listening to the Daily Stork YouTube channel, trying to find a balance in the craziness that creating comics is. Find the balance is key. Yeah, find the balance is key. I think, you know, what are the things? Balance. I have a ritual in the mornings I get up. I usually get up at 6.30. I go feed the dogs. While I'm feeding the dogs, I'm, I'm listening to either podcasts um, that have nothing to do with comics. Um, like there's real estate. I watch YouTube videos on real estate or whatever it is or, um, you know, roundtable talks. To get my mind off of it, um, and uh, then uh, I'll work out. I'll listen to classic music, whatever. Then, as I'm getting prepared, what gets me started for the day is the daily drawings, is the routines. Um, and so, I think you need some things, outside influences, to be able to help you be, just break away from comics because you know it, it's not an isolated world. There's a lot going on around you. Um, See, I, I, I would say, I would say to you this, man. Like, I think. If you're gonna step away from comics, I would just dedicate that time to to your loved ones. Um, you know what I mean? Just mm -hmm. so that you're not isolated all the time. Just so that you have interaction with other people <laughs> when you're not doing the comics. And because I think creating comics is such a one-on-one -on -one thing, you and and whether it's the the keyboard or you and 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 the and the tablet. You know what I mean? So when yeah. you're not doing that, you should be you know talking and, and interacting with other people. Yeah. Um, yeah, and negativity is yeah. Is, that's is, same is, thing there's here. so much. There's so much. There's so much. There's negativity. so much hate speech out it, there. It, it's ridiculous. It's freaking ridiculous, man. It's yeah. ridiculous. And the George and I, we have a philosophy. We don't get caught up in it. Um, you know, we don't participate in it. We don't feed it. We don't yeah. allow it. And if there's any on my post, I delete it before it sees life. Um, right. It's just, it's um, um, uh, it's just not worth it. You know, everybody has an opinion and everybody wants to, you know, we're in this world where we want to take down people and pick people apart. Um, I think we should start lifting people up and just, um, you know, help each other instead of trying to tear everybody down. But uh, I agree 100 um, percent. Yeah. So that was another great episode of The Morning Brew with the crazy crew. If you like this episode, please give us a thumbs up. If you're watching us on Twitch and Facebook, you know, subscribe on our YouTube channel. Help those algorithms work in our favor. Um, we have a show airing tomorrow. We have another guest airing tomorrow. I wish I should have had that name for you, but uh, 9 a.m. Check out Castle Crazy with a new guest on the show. And uh, join me today. I will be I will be uh, drawing Duty and Herman as. Let's see if you know who those characters are. So I'm not going to say it, but join me and you'll see Duty and Herman become those characters later today. That's right. Classics. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and don't forget that. Uh... Next week, we have Mr. Michael Sammartino on our live show. He's going to be That's talking right. to us about his book, Technic Gods. If you haven't done so yet, go to the website, pick up his book, technicgods.com. Touch grass, yes. yes. <laughs> and um, also, Saturday is the launch of the Kickstarter for Mark Torres' book, Designated. That's right. Designated goes live on Kickstarter on the Saturday. century in the making. Yes, so make sure you check that out. I will be, I am doing the lettering for the book, so make sure you check that book out. Give it a nice little, uh, you know, drop some coin in there, help him reach his goal. He's been doing this, like, like Sam said, it's been years in the making. So. And he's going to be on the show too. Yeah, so very excited about that. So good luck, Mark, on your on your uh, on your uh, launch, and that's on Saturday. Saturday he's gotcha. launching it. So I mean, you know, I mean, if it has aliens in it, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good in the hood. <laughs> it's all good in the hood. It's all good in the hood, baby. Yeah, yeah. So uh, with that said, I'm your host and the crazy man Vera, George the Gima Medina, and thank Peace. you all for joining us. We are out. Peace.